0: Welcome to the Startup CPG Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. This episode is coming to you a little bit later in the week, but I wanted to get you an Expo West audio recap as hot off the press as possible. The New Hope Network just announced that there were 65,000 registered attendees and 3,000 exhibiting companies this year at Expo West in Anaheim, California. If you were at the show and we got to meet, I just want to say thank you. It was incredible to meet podcast listeners in real life, and I appreciate each and every one of you so much, truly. I reassembled the recap dream team that you all let me know you enjoyed for Expo East. So once again, I asked our resident Startup CBG friend and press expert, Monica Watrous, Managing Editor of Food Business News and Editor of Food Entrepreneur, to join us today. Along with Patricia Menegoto, Startup CPG's Head of Community, who I bet you know from our Slack, and Jenna Moffsevitz, our Startup CPG Spotlight Magazine Editor. Whether you weren't able to attend Expo and are hoping to learn what it was like, or if you attended but want to hear the trends and takeaways, this episode has something for you. Listen in as we discuss our favorite bites, trends, best swag and booths, and the backpack brands from the epic Startup CPG Alley Rally Party and more. Plus, a quick shout out to Sipwell Wine, who supplied us with wine to create a Startup CPG Expo West wine down. We couldn't quite get a live show together, maybe next time, but we all enjoyed their canned wine and you can check out a full feature on their brand in the upcoming Startup CPG Spotlight magazine. Now let's talk Expo. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited to have you all here for a Expo West 2023 recap, hope everyone is doing well, and uh, we all had such a good time at the show. I would love if each of you could maybe just start off with a quick
1: introduction of yourself, and you know, let's start with Patty. Hi, everyone. This is Patty, the head of community and marketing at Startup CPG. Or I discovered my new nickname is the girl from Slack. So thank <laughs> <meet> you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, walking around with Patty
0: is like walking around with a celebrity because everybody's like making the connection of, oh, you're the one that that talks to us in Slack and mentions us in Slack. So that was really cool that so many people got to meet you.
2: And then Monica, how about you? Uh, Monica Watrous, managing editor of Food Business News and Food Entrepreneur. And I feel like you're the celebrity, Jesse, because I saw (laughs) several people recognize you by your voice because of this amazing podcast (laughs) and and talk about how, gush about how much they love uh, hearing your podcast and how excited they were to meet you. So. Oh, that is very kind. And I was so
0: just... I'm just thrilled if when people listen to the show and to meet them in real life. So that was so cool. And then Jenna.
3: Hi, I'm Jenna Mopsovitz, and I am the managing editor of Startup CPG's magazine, The Spotlight. And I'm going to echo what Monica said, because (laughs) Jesse, I spent a lot of time at the booth and everyone was like, you're a J name. Are you the podcast host? And I was like, that's (laughs) Jesse, actually. (laughs) So you are the fame here, and it's an honor to be back on the pod.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad to get this squad back together for an expo recap. And so today we're going to go through some of the trends we saw, some favorite bites, and uh, cover the epic alley rally with our backpack brand. So, but first I kind of want to start with trends and just like how each of you felt about the show. Like, you know, it, it definitely you know, the en- There felt like there was a lot of energy, a lot of people. So curious on each of your thoughts, just kind of generally like on how well the show was attended, what you heard from brands as far as buyer attendance, anything just kind of general about the overall show. Uh,
2: so I, I heard a lot of positive feedback from exhibitors who said that they saw so many retail buyers there um, that it was almost like the, the same energy pre-COVID. Um, so a lot of really great, or, or even better than pre-COVID times, like just a lot of, of really great energy and excitement. And um, I think even more than ever, it felt like a true reunion. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think last year, it seemed like there was this energy of everybody like seeing each other again, which was really good energy. But I don't know that all the it felt like an industry like reunion for but not necessarily with all the buyers this year. Like every time I walked anywhere, I was just seeing Mm. buyers from independents, you know, I couldn't go anywhere without seeing Whole Foods, 7-Eleven, Costco, everybody, so that seemed that seemed really exciting. How about you, Jenna? How did you how did you feel about the attendance of the show and just the energy? Yeah,
3: I would definitely agree. I think there was almost this sense last year that it felt like, oh, like we're all finally coming back together and there was like all this strong feeling of like reunions, but this time it was just like, oh, hey, you again. And there's something really nice about that familiarity and I think the community felt especially strong in that sense this year of like almost familial in a way which was really lovely um obviously still new faces everywhere you went really really well attended to the point that like if you're claustrophobic just simply don't attend expo (laughs) 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 it was really like this first day especially in hot products like you couldn't walk through an aisle it was really no Insane. But then it slowed down a little bit in a positive way, I would say. And yeah, a lot of the brands I spoke to have like really incredible retail conversations. And I think a change from previous years too is um, the influencer population, I guess, was higher. And that was really cool for brands as well. And brands that I spoke to, like some of them able to connect in real life with influencers that they've worked with in the past or meet new ones. And I think we um, are really seeing the impact of influencers on our industry these days. And it was really cool to meet a lot of them in person too.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a really good comment on the influencers. I hadn't thought about that. How many more I saw or people shouting out like, oh, the, like, like that's so-and-so. And then I'd look them up and be like, oh my gosh, they have a huge following. So- that was really cool and a lot of celebrity presence again as as well which i'm sure we'll we'll dig into a little bit more um but how about you patty and you know maybe share with us a little bit too is this was our first startup cpg expo west booth like you know how did you feel the attendance was at the booth and you know would
1: love to hear a little bit of that yeah, this was the first time we had a booth at Expo West and it was like amazing. I felt that I echoed Jenna said like the first day of the hot products. The show opened at 12 by 2. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> It was too many people. But it's just like people coming to our booth and like saying like, hey, I'm your Slack. I love your community or some other people coming by. and They were like, some. Another member just told me I have to sign up right now, tell me about it. And yeah, it was like we were always busy. And I also felt that like the networking meetups we did from like twelve to one. It was like a lot of people coming, got to know each other. It it was like an amazing energy overall.
0: Yeah, totally. I loved when people came to the networking event and some of them then found a, you know, a new friend to walk the show with or brands running over quick to say hi. And it there, it was really good energy. So that was really cool. I'm also curious about each of your kind of thoughts on general trends that you saw before we kind of dig into some of our best bites. Like overall, what were each of you seeing? Like what are kind of the broad themes you saw um, and maybe less this time let's start with with Jenna ooh on the spot
3: um <laughs> i <laughs> I think there were a few that were recurring from previous years like definitely seeing a lot in the plant-based space still and a lot more innovation in the plant-based space um and we can name names I guess in the in the best bite portion of this. I think on the flip side of that, definitely seeing a lot of seafood. I think I th- saw that in Expo East as well. And it's still going really strong, whether that's that the tinned seafood space, um, smoked seafood, plant-based seafood, like everything under the sea mm-hmm. is popping. And then I think we saw honestly a lot of Asian inspired flavors, which was really cool. Like brands that I, I didn't expect to come out with a new skew that is like Um, I know like a Boba tea flavor of the Unite bars came out. Like there were a lot of Asian flavors and the new, um, Asian inspired brands that I tried. Um, and then kind of a fun one actually that I noticed and I kept taking pictures of it because I was like, am I seeing the same brand over and over or is this just a trend? And it is a trend. It turns out a lot of like healthy or plant-based gummies. So I would say like the candy alternative space is really going off. And I don't think I saw that in previous expos as much. So that was really interesting. And I have a few brands to name there too when we get back to that. But yeah, I guess those were my initial trends that I noticed. And I'm sure Monica, who is like the... Star at picking out trends has more to add to this.
2: Yeah, you actually took like three of mine that I was going to say. So, no, <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry>. good. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're we're both like super tuned in to the same the same stuff. So the way I would boil down the show in three words is mushrooms, mocktails, and mochi. Mm. And I say that because I saw you know a continuation from Expo East, lots of non alcoholic beverages, um, some with um you know elevated flavor profiles, and then um in some cases hemp. Or adaptogens to add sort of that boozeless buzz to the drinking experience. Um, my favorite, I'm going to go ahead and name drop uh, my favorite brand that I saw there. Along those lines was Madasi. It was um, a black woman, woman owned brand of hemp infused canned mocktails sweetened with organic agave, um, Moscow mule and margarita flavor profiles. And they were so delicious. And then mushrooms, you know, the culinary kind masquerading as meat in jerky or, you know, mycelium cutlets and steaks, as well as the, the functional medicinal mushroom extracts in so many beverages and um, bars. And then I would say one that um, that Jenna didn't name that I saw a lot of was um, products positioned around digestive health. So um, you know the usual suspects like the prebiotic sodas we've seen in you know previous shows, but also um, like I saw fermented almonds called Gut Nuts, and they were kind of billed as like a postbiotic snack and um, like a like. Canned kombucha for children, cultured cream cheese with probiotics, and then like gluten-free crackers uh, made with banana flour, which uh, is rich in prebiotic resistant starch. So a lot of different applications on the digestive health front. Yeah, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I had a note on on some of those as well. And how about you, Patty? What what did you trends did you see?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of what Jenna and Monica said, and then adding to that, I think like a lot of clean energy kind of tagline. So like no jitters and either it's like adaptogen or CBT inside, but Mm -hmm. everywhere I go was like protein bar with energy, brownie with energy, like beverage with energy is like, it was like a lot of those two that I saw. Yeah.
0: And I also just have to bring up the color pink because we may talk a little bit more about swag, but I feel like the color pink was everywhere. Like I was taking a, you know, was taking stock of the swag that I brought home, and so much of it was bright pink. There was the SOMOS booth was all pink, and like there were just so many, you know, so many booth setups that were very pink as well. And so the color pink was everywhere. Um, and then a couple others that I would just add would be, I saw. I felt there are a lot of brands that are kind of playing off uh, nostalgia and trying to kind of tap into nostalgic feelings. You know, like we've had uh, Dream Pops on the podcast before, which is, you know, really trying to inspire nostalgia. But walking the show, I saw kind of a lot more of that. And then also I felt like upcycling had a good moment with like a really nice big booth build out, lots of brands calling out being upcycled at their booths. And so I thought it was exciting to see upcycling kind of becoming a word that was, you know, more often, you know, seen on packaging and more recognizable for for those brands as well.
2: There was also um, an upcycling pitch slam um, at the show that was hosted by Misfits Market. Uh, you, did you happen to attend that? Yes. Yeah, that's right. That was really cool. It was it was really interesting to see all the different applications. That's such a wide-reaching trend and there's so many different ingredient streams and ways to repurpose what might otherwise go to waste yeah who won i can't remember who won so uh i know pitipo Petit pot. how do you say it i
0: wasn't sure on the pronunciation either so here's founder max with the correct pronunciation
2: Petit pot. the the really nice uh french um pudding company yeah I know they were one of the winners for uh, a rice pudding that was made with broken grain. There was also, I think, Atoria's Family Bakery one for uh, I want to say like a lavash or like a flatbread that they they make with regrained super, super plus flour, which is from like spent brewers grain from from beer brewing. And I actually don't remember what the other one was. I
3: think it was
2: Chomps. Chomps. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was Chomps. Yeah, they use like trim and like parts of, of you know meat processing that might uh, be you know become animal feed, for example. Yeah,
0: that was super cool. I'm I'm excited to keep seeing seeing that trend that trend grow. Any other trends that people thought of while other people were were sharing trends? This is kind of a weird
3: one, but I feel like I just saw a lot of nuts and like nuts that I mm. haven't heard of, which like it sounds really simple, um, but I saw I'm um, bar- Barucas? I don't know if I'm saying that right. And I tried one and I was like, this is a Brazil nut. And they were like, this is actually not a Brazil nut. But a lot of people think that it's its own kind of nut. And what if foods has this new milk made out of bam nut? And I thought that was the name of the product. But apparently that is its own kind of legume, a bam, a bam nut. So yeah. I just learned about some new nuts. <laughs> and I guess that's coming back in full swing in some way because I feel like we've seen nuts kind of go to the wayside with allergen-friendly stuff. And now it's like, not only are nuts back, but they are back in ways you've never seen before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was super interesting now that you bring that up. Yeah. There was definitely the... I had the similar feeling about the BAM nuts. I I thought that that was the brand name. I didn't know that was a type of nut. So very interesting.
2: Yeah. Like exotic nuts, seeds, and... Um, pulses or legumes like Satcha Inchi. uh, I saw in in several things like Brass Roots is uh, a brand that uses Satcha Inchi. Lupini beans in pasta. Um, Chocho, which is um, the Andean lupini bean in um, Brutal Foods puffs. Um, So a lot of interesting new ingredients that haven't really made their way to U.S. consumers popping up at that show. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd love to hear some of your best bites or sips. I broke I had to I had to do bites and sips um cuz bites just doesn't feel like it covers everything when there are so many beverages at the show um so maybe we'll start with
1: patty what were some of your best sips or bites i have three brands that stood out to me so one that i really liked was pork is a plant-based protein shake and they have superfoods inside like there is turmeric and mecca and i was like impressed because when i drank i love the strawberry flavor and when i drank i like didn't taste at all any like you know turmeric flavor which is super strong um so that was like one of my favorite sips discovered. Free AF is a no alcoholic cocktail that it's from New Zealand, actually. And she's bringing right now to the US. And the one that, like, I was very impressed to, it calls Climax Superfood. They do a plant-based cheese and they have the blue and the brie that I tried. And it tastes so much like the real one. I was, like, shocked, but... I am sad that they are only selling to restaurants and not selling direct to consumer right now because I was like, you're just dizzying me right now and I cannot buy your product. So <laughs> <laughs> that was frustrating, but it tastes so good.
0: Nice. Yeah, those those all sound sound delicious.
2: How about you, Monica? So I mentioned Madassi, mm-hmm. uh, the mocktail company. I really, really like that. That was probably my best sip of the show. Um, as far as best bites, I really like uh, Jinka. It is a plant-based tuna spread, and they also had plant-based calamari that I didn't get to try. But the tuna spread was fantastic. Um, also, along the lines of plant-based seafood, I tried Conscious Foods uh, sushi, which was was vegan and really excellent. Um, really blew my blew me away. And then I liked a lot of those. Uh, Better For You candies that Jenna was talking about earlier, the ones that stood out to me were um, Healthy Hippo and Sweet Haven, which um, I think were both gelatin-free, chewy candies and gummies um, that were lower in sugar than the traditional candies that they were aiming to emulate. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Jenna?
3: Yeah. I mean, some of mine were already mentioned, which like I love to hear that we have similar <laughs> similar taste buds and similar Yeah. Because um, Patty mentioned Climax, the plant-based cheese. And that was like one of the top of my list. It was crafted by Michelin chefs. And as Patty mentioned, it's only going to be sold to Michelin star restaurants, which I guess now I have to go to a Michelin star restaurant for market (laughs) research. Quist my arm. Um, But it was really good. Like they did a plant-based blue cheese and it was actually um, made from like a, Like normally plant-based cheeses are made from like cashews or some kind of nut. It was made from a combination of like a bunch of nuts and vegetables and fruits I think because it was um the recipe was like generated by AI like they taught AI what blue cheese and brie tastes like and it spit out like what formulation would work best for that. And it produced something that is Michelin star worthy. So that was awesome. That was climax. And then I, oh, my best sip, Agua Bonita, which makes um, Agua Frescas came out with a horchata and it doesn't like typically horchata, I believe has like coconut milk in it or like some kind of condensed milk. I don't know, some kind of milk in it. I should know this, but there's this just like, um, like this sweet cinnamony, vanilla, flavored water like agua fresca so it wasn't sparkling which i also really appreciate i'm like not a huge carbonation person um so seeing like a ready to drink that's non-carbonated and super refreshing and like coconutty cinnamony without that like heavy milk component it was just delicious it like transported me to a beach immediately and that's a brand new product that they just came out with so agua bonita is killing it in my mind and then I wanted to call out two plant-based products I tried that were just like great alternatives. One, I think almost every recap I've seen, people are also calling this out, but I'll just add to that. Eat Meaty, M-E-A-T-I, came out with a like a steak alternative and I don't eat red meat, so I have not had steak in years. And it was so similar to steak, like it was juicy. And what was really interesting is it's not a soy product and it's not, I think, Um, A lot of times plant-based products are like uh, wheat gluten based. This was made from mushroom root. So that was really interesting to me. And the texture was just spot on. So delicious, so juicy. And another really cool innovation in the plant-based space was Wonder Eggs. W-U-N-D-E-R came out with a plant-based hard-boiled egg. And I really love hard-boiled eggs. And I was like, there's no way this is anywhere close. And it actually was. It was pretty close to the taste of like a real... Hard boiled egg and the macros or the macronutrients like weren't that far off, which I thought was pretty impressive. So that was definitely one to look out for. I think people are always like, Oh, like you can make a flax egg, but that only works as an ingredient. But this was like an egg alternative that you can eat on its own. So I was really impressed by that. And those were those were my
0: top.
2: I was gonna mention that wonder egg too. That that was one of my favorites as well. And I don't know how how she does it, how you know what it's made with, but the texture is so, so similar to a hard-boiled egg. The yolk and the white, um, it's really, really impressive.
1: I also have to agree with that. That it was like super impressive. I wish I could have tried that one. I
0: did get to try meaty and that was, I was just... Like I was stuck. I think I'm still stuck on on it, but I was stuck for like minutes afterward just being like, that was so steak like, like the texture, like it looks like steak. It's just incredible. They have raised almost seven hundred and eighty million dollars in funding. That was just a wildly too large of number that I just gave you. Meaty has actually raised two hundred and seventy five million dollars. So just wanted to get that right for you. Cause when I tasted it, I was like, this seems expensive to develop. So there's a lot of funding that went into that, but that it was just, it was mind blowing. I I can't believe like you could put it on a plate and it would cut just like steak and the texture. That it was, it was wild. I'm yeah, I, I need to try Wondering because that sounds amazing. And for me, for a couple of my favorites, I think my best sip, I loved the mixed up canned cocktail lemon raspberry mojito like the branding was gorgeous on the can. And then when I took a sip of it, like, I mean, it just tasted like a fresh, like lemon, raspberry mojito at a nice restaurant. Like it was incredible. I can't wait till they're not in Oregon yet, but I can't wait till they are. And then a few other best bites, like I loved, and that I guess it was part of the booth experience too, but Somos, who we've had Miguel on the show, like, they had this whole like street taco set up to do like walking tacos where you got your bag of chips and then you went down the the line and added ingredients to showcase their new Mexican street corn white rice. And it was just incredible. The other new ingredients they're coming out, like or products they're coming out with were all incredible. And that was just like a highlight for me walking down that line and tasting all their different incredible products. They're coming out with a blue corn tortilla chip, which um if you've listened to that episode with Miguel, I'm obsessed with their other tortilla chips. So that was just getting to kind of see all those flavors together and see their other lines come out. That was really exciting. And then another one for me was uh, Renewal Mills, um, their Just Date Chai Oat Muffin mix. They had, you know, made the mix in the booth and were serving samples and it was so delicious. They gave me a mix to take home. I literally made it yesterday because I couldn't wait to have them again. And then I like ate two of the muffins before getting on the podcast here because they were just so good there's no sugar added it's only sweetened with dates it's gluten-free the ingredients are upcycled like it just it was so cool it was so good um and then one last one was the uh bolani filled flatbreads um they have both like regular and gluten-free but it was just like this flatbread with this like different creamy fillings like a sweet potato one And then they topped it with their like dips and like it was just like warm and delicious. And like, I don't I just never it seems like flatbread of like, oh, like they might all kind of taste similar. But like it was different, like it was really unique and and delicious. So those were those were a few of my favorites.
1: Can I also add how cool was the collaboration with Amazi and Renew Mill? Yes. Um, They got one booth and they did like half and half and they did breakfast, you know, that like can feature both. products was like super cool. Yes, that was so cool. I loved
0: that. You could you could get a muffin and then they had like sugar-free icing you could top and then you could sprinkle some Amazi products on top and then also Amazi's new dried pineapple um with uh I think it's moringa and hibiscus. I had not tried that before and that was really delicious to get to to get to try at the show. I also I'm curious if if all of you saw this. I feel like I saw more um like like products to kind of help People cook um or just like be part of their cooking experience. Like um Haven's Kitchen didn't have a booth at the show, but like, you know, they were kind of like, oh, like people need, you know, people could use sauces. And like I tried Toto Verde's new like seasoning packets, and they were so good. Like the average like taco seasoning mix has just like a few ingredients in it. And and this is a case where they're like, you want more ingredients in your taco seasoning mix because you want to add like more really interesting spices. And so I loved seeing their new packets and I just, I thought it was exciting to see products kind of catered toward helping all of us cook better, especially since so many people kind of developed maybe or, you know, reignited a love of cooking um, during the pandemic.
2: I noticed a lot of like to that, to that end, I noticed a lot of kits, Mm -hmm. like um, they're like a boba tea kit from Tea Drops. I I feel like there were a lot of like uh, sort of restaurant quality Type products that were easy to repair, a lot of really upscale frozen food options. Um, Not exactly what you're talking about with the meal starters, but definitely a lot of products geared towards people eating at home more. Well, you know, as uh, inflation continues and people are not in restaurants as often as they were before. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, lots of kits.
3: Yeah, I was gonna add to the um to the point of just in- ingredients to add. New York Shook has been a-, a brand that I just love watching them grow. They were shelfies finalists last year, I believe, uh, and I saw their booth. It was really beautiful. But they make like stunning sp- middle Middle Eastern spices and um like preserves and sauces. So. They make like matbucha, Harissa, and I just found out that they actually make the first ever jarred preserved lemons like on the market for the average consumer to just buy. Like that is oh. usually um, something that is just found like in the restaurant space. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: if you're like a really fancy at-home chef, their preserved lemons are a really interesting thing to try out. They're like, it's savory, so it's not like a jam or a curd. They're like specifically used in Middle Eastern cooking. So I would check out New York Shook um, as another example of what you're saying, Jesse, like that up- upscale at home
0: chef. Mm-hmm. And did everyone get to try the new Liquid Death tea line? I tried the Armless Palmer, which was Del- a delicious Arnold Palmer, basically, and grabbed it straight out of their coffin at their booth.
3: <laughs> I love how you just casually like, grabbed it right out of the coffin. <laughs> yeah, just normal liquid death stuff. Normal liquid death. Just, yeah, just casual. I actually didn't try it. And the reason for that, and I think this is like an experience that is worth noting, I exclusively drink path water at expos. I have never seen it anywhere else. (laughs) I don't know where they're distributed. I don't really know what their story is. But Pathwater makes metal water bottles that are so great to reuse. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the only beverage... Well, only water that I drink throughout Expo. So I didn't get to the liquid death booth, but I am loyal to PATH.
2: Jenna, I am literally drinking PATH water right now from the bottle that I took home from one of the bottles I took home from Expo.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, an same. experience worth noting. <laughs> same. I just drank PATH water and I didn't
0: I didn't get to the liquid death booth. I PATH did a great job. Like it was just we all had the bottles at all times it was easy to refill like that was that was a really really smart like installation the way that they w- that they set that up
2: speaking of things that went viral at expo i don't know if it's time to start talking about swag yet yeah let's but, do it but that yumi bag that yeah. everybody was talking about <laughs> did any of you guys get it no <laughs>
1: i I'm didn't either so upset that i didn't i'm so my upset.
2: biggest regret of the show
1: yeah. It was like a huge line. I was like, oh, I can't stay here. But everybody was like talking about it.
3: Yeah. Yummy. If you're listening to this, <laughs> we all <laughs> <laughs>
1: bags. No,
3: it was it's such a good bag. And it's such a reminder that like there are I mean, Expo is a huge investment. And I can't imagine as a brand, like when you're thinking about merch that's probably one like the last thing on your mind Two, the last thing you want to spend money on but what great advertising when you make something that's that high quality that people are like fighting over (laughs) getting it like honestly yumi is top of mind now we all know what it is
0: seriously and and yeah to your point too like it was it was like the size of it and the quality like for since this is an audio medium, like, you know, it was basically this huge tote bag, those ones that have like two different size straps. You can kind of like adjust it on different levels on your shoulder. And so like it's one of those bags that you can probably pack like 40 pounds of stuff in. And when you're going around walking a show like that was the ideal bag. It was like the best option out there that, you know, that everybody was filling. And then, yeah, it just was advertising all around the show. So, yeah, that was a, that's a great show.
1: Any other swag? favorites that people saw it's not about swag but i have to uh give a shout out to fourth and heart every show like we snack so much and they serve this like tomato soup and cheese bread and every time i go there i just sit there and like you know just kind of like a warm meal throughout the show and i just love the product i buy i only buy that ghee butter Mm -hmm. but Whenever I'm walking to show and snack all day, whenever I see David booth, I was like, "Oh my god, it's time for kind of like real food," and I just love it. Yes, yeah, that grilled cheese was
0: next level, and the tomato soup. Um, Patty took me by there for a snack, and I was like, "Oh, this is my new favorite." Uh, insider tip as well, because this is a delicious little little spot.
2: Back to the swag combo. One of the things that I grabbed that I haven't actually stopped wearing since Expo, Bellywelly had these like. 90s style friendship bracelets that yes. um, like had beads on them that say. There's one that says "Belly Bestie" and one that says "IBS Hottie." And I'm wearing both of them right now. They're super colorful. They're really cute. Um, and I just thought that was really clever that they, you know, it kind of goes with their whole theme of bright and colorful and fun. And you know, um, it just it seemed like a a really uh, a really good call on their part.
0: Yes, yeah, that those were great. They had great stickers and that kind of. I think we kind of touched on it, but just the trend of like talking about like health and women's health or like, you know, supporting people who menstruate or menopause. Like it was really I feel like I saw that a lot more of supporting kind of these different health topics like IBS and menopause. And I thought that was really exciting to see some support on the out out on the show floor for, you know, some up and coming products.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's a future there. Um, it reminds me of a couple of years ago. Remember when there were a lot of like libido supporting products like chocolates and beverages that mm. were designed to support sexual wellness? I think this is, you know, kind of along those lines, topics that seemed so taboo before that marketers are now leaning into and realizing that there is a market for these types of products. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Also on the swag note, I think, Monica, I think you got one, the like coveted pocket chocolates fanny packs. That was one that was awesome looking but i didn't get a chance to grab
2: it's who you know jesse it's who you know (laughs) i'm uh, friends with that team they hooked me up yeah no those are some sweet sweet pet uh yeah so it used to be pocket latte and then this this show they unveiled their new name which is pockets chocolates and they had a lot of nice little swag that they were giving away and that was one of the best pieces um and i've been wearing that pretty regularly as well since the show ended Hmm.
0: any other swag that stood out to to people
3: this is minimal but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say the pins are the new sticker and mm. i <laughs> i loved brands that gave out cool pins and i got a good collection of a few um one that sticks out is i mean it's a large brand but braggs who makes apple cider vinegar and nutritional yeast like they just had their product but wearing a nutritional yeast pin is hilarious to me i love that um, Mezcla had one that was like one of the sweetheart candies and it said, you're a snack. Um, obviously the startup CPG booth had startup CPG pins, which we love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think just pins are really fun and, um, uh, they're obviously a little bit more durable than a sticker and they're going to stick around when I have lost every single sticker that somebody handed me. So I'm appreciating the, like, it also feels nineties in a way. So I guess I'll say like the like nineties throwback to like covering a denim jacket and pins. And I love brands that did that.
2: Mm -hmm. There were a lot of really great stickers though. Like, I mean, so, so many stickers and like some brands had sticker sheets with a bunch of different options of stickers on them versus like Single stickers. So I was walking around the show with Josh Person at Food Borough and he was kind of my sticker wingman. That's what I started calling him because he was able to like spot and grab all the stickers at every booth. Seriously, like I see like more booths had stickers than didn't have stickers.
0: Yeah, I was I was here for that as well. Pins and stickers, I'm here for both. Um so yeah, I loved that. How about you, Patty? Any other swag that you wanted to give a shout to?
1: No, I'm kind of sad right now. I didn't <laughs> have like any swag. I'm like, damn, I missed
0: the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we sent patty endured depression to be swagless. Yeah. Um oh, one other uh like booth experience, I guess it's it's not swag str- related but I thought of it was the hypnotic, like the the it's like a patented technology. It kind of attaches to the side of a whipped cream can and then as you like, you know, in, you know, kind of the standard we've all seen like a ready whip or something, so like this is a not a ready whip can. It's their brand, but it has this attachment on the side and it kind of swirls in like strawberry or caramel. And it just was so cool to go to their booth. And like their branding was really like leaned into the swirl and like the kind of, hypnosis sort of thing. And so I loved going to their booth and just watching them, you know, make the little whipped cream swirls to hand out to people because it just looked so cool. And, you know, they they own the patent technology on that, which was really exciting. It was an all-women team that developed the the pa- patent and is now kind of getting it out in the market.
1: Yeah, seeing their product was like very cool. Um, on another note of the booth experience, the Bad Tico, I don't know if you guys stopped there, but they have like some ceramics. And the experience was you, you, you pick your ceramic you put all like your frustrations, bad energy in that ceramic and then you kind of like pull something and it breaks. Um, that reminded like a Greek experience, you know, when you like break all the plates and it felt good. Like the energy was back was out of uh, after that. So that was cool. I don't know if you guys saw that.
2: Oh yeah, that was one of the, the booths I was going to shout out on this podcast. I loved that idea. I thought it was so clever and their booth was really cute too because they had like kind of this retro wallpaper and all of these ceramics on their wall that you could pick and and choose to smash. Um, I smashed a plate as I am half Greek, so it felt appropriate. But yeah, I thought that was a really cute touch. And and the product was really good too.
1: I agree on the product. The chai flavor was my favorite. I also on the like booth setup, like Tiny Sprouts, who is
0: in our community, had their like beautiful shelfie award, like front and center at their booth. And that was really exciting to see. And I think, Patty, you heard from them that they were getting some good like inquiries about it
1: yeah she was I was like oh my god you brought the trophy and she was like yes of course I mean there is no best way to feature the product than um, using as a recognition and say that we we won the best kit product in 2022 so that was cool to see
0: yeah that was awesome and then I also wanted to shout a couple brands that didn't have booths but like dropped product at the startup CBG booth and one of them i think a bunch of us tried was good journey the like low carb donuts those were incredible i don't know if anyone else tried i'm obsessed with those donuts yeah
3: i will also say that i was obs- <laughs> i am obs- I, he handed one to me and i was like ah oh, i'm kind of full i don't know if i want one i took one bite and i ate the rest of that donut Same. in that sitting yep. i was
1: like I'm in deep now because this is delicious.
2: <laughs> that was my experience too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. It's so dangerous. And yeah, we had this like whole shelf open to anyone that either had a booth or don't or didn't have a booth to drop their samples. Um, and our goal was like for them to get exposure. So we did have a person from a local retailer in LA that stopped at the booth and it tried good journey. And he looked at me, he was like, because, you know, it's like keto and sometimes keto donut, it's it's hard to make. And he was like resident to try and we were like, you have to try this. So when he tried, he was like, please give me the information of the founder right now. I need to have them in my store. So that was super cool. So they are in touch right now. I love that. That's so cool. I also loved at the
0: booth. Um, I think it was the... The Cumin Club, I don't think they had a booth, but they dropped their products by. And I just I loved the branding. I'm actually going to make it for dinner tonight, so I'll have to report back. But I loved the gorgeous branding and they had like a like a peanut butter masala. And I'm just really excited to to try that product.
1: Well, I love Noah Bakery and they didn't have a booth either. And I dropped some samples and I was like eating like along the day because this is one of my favorite Um gluten free that is like baked goods and kind of like taste as a real one. It's not like it's mm-hmm. super healthy clean ingredients, but it tastes like it's not healthy. Yes. And that's I
0: think that's the perfect transition into the Alley Rally backpack brands because Noah Bakery won our backpack brands competition. And we've done a little mini sode with them on the podcast and they're incredible. So that was cool to see them Get the red recognition at the Alley Rally. And then now they won a booth uh for next
1: year. Is that right, Patty? Yes, that's right. They won a booth for Expo S 2024. So congratulations, Nowhere Bakery. And then second place was Tent, and third place was Funky Mallow. So they are going to win a podcast episode with Jesse.
0: Yeah, we'll be hearing from them soon. So That's exciting.
1: And I don't know if you mentioned here, but the backpack brands, uh, for those who don't know, is an area that it's inside of our LR event during the Expo West. or we also have during the mic drop at Expo East, but our brands that are super young and they don't have the money to have a booth at the trade show yet um, and they never had a booth before, so we give them the opportunity of sampling during this event and then one of them is the winner to get a free booth for the next year.
0: Maybe Patty, can you give us just kind of a quick like an overview of like how many people came to the Alley Rally overall, how you feel it went, and then maybe we can you know, all share a little bit about of our experience at the party and the of trying the backpack brands.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we did have a thousand people joining us wow. for the rally that happened on Thursday. Uh, we had 13 brands doing the backpack brand. So I just have to say, like, all the brands were like working really hard, uh, you know, talking to people, same for their products while well, everyone was like having a good time. So... I think all of them should be winners, but unfortunately we can't. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean we we had so much fun. We had this like 360 photo booth as well. The like people seem to be enjoying. Um, We had Monday serving non alcoholic mocktails to our Mm -hmm. guests, as you know it's open bar, and some people are like, oh I don't drink alcohol, so that was cool too. Um, And yeah, super thank you for our sponsors that were Nielsen IQ. Uh, Promo Mash, Crisp, 108, and Tracks.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: And yeah, the non-alcoholic cocktails that were served,
0: they were so good. And then also speaking of working hard, I feel like we have to give a shout on the show just to Patty and how much work went into that party. I mean, we sold out to have a thousand people show up to an event and it's a big venue. So thankfully, like, you know, it, it didn't it wasn't like uncomfortably packed or anything. It was just like a thousand people having a great time. I feel like there was like a black market for tickets because it was so popular. And so I just want to make sure to say thank you to Patty for all the organization that went into that epic party that like people, you know, like look forward to in advance for the show. We had people at the door just trying to get in and like we were at capacity.
2: So it was cool to see the excitement. I agree. Patty, you did awesome. Um, and I'm just, from my perspective, I can't tell you how many people asked me the week of like, oh man, do you think I could still get into alley rally? And I was like, sorry, they sold out. I can't, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was like the high, highly coveted event that everybody wanted to go to. So that's uh good to know for next year and for Expo East, get your tickets early because mm-hmm. they will sell out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So how about people,
0: you know, um, other general party experience or backpack brands that you that you sampled um at the Alley Rally?
1: Just want to say thank you to the whole team. Like I couldn't make or we wouldn't be here without like everyone in the team. And Monica is just like a huge support for us too. So thank you, Monica. Yeah. Um for the backpack brands. I mean, Nova Bakery, it's as I said before, it's one of my favorite. Um and I, I really like all of them, honestly, but I want to also like shout out Rio. good. They are like a Brazilian inspired cheese bread and, mm-hmm. base, and I really like them. Yes. Yeah. I love trying their bread and she
0: gave me some mixes to take home that I'm also very much looking forward to baking Um, because those samples were delicious.
3: Yeah. As for backpack brands, I mean, obviously the winners were all incredible. I would argue everyone there was truly incredible. And there are two that we didn't mention that I'd personally love to mention, Um, one being Kakoa Foods, they're Mm -hmm. a baby food brand and they make like pouched baby food out of like just fruits, vegetables, and spices. And they help kids be introduced to like kind of more unique spices and flavors at an early age. Uh, those two founders, their dads, they are wonderful human beings. The product Mm -hmm. is really cool and the branding is gorgeous. And I just had a lot of fun chatting with them and learning about the products and then Resist Nutrition. Um, I'm like their biggest fan. I eat their protein bars almost every day. Their protein bars specifically for hormone health and blood sugar. So um one of the co-founders has PCOS. And she started this brand kind of to like just help herself and they make the tastiest protein bars. And again, that was something that was like, I don't want to eat a protein bar at night at this party after I've eaten all day. And they put the samples out and I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to have a bite. Like (laughs) they're just so tasty. They taste like cookie dough and I know that they're good for me. So it was kind of like a nice thing to have um, even at that party. And then, yeah, in general, I just think it's really incredible how we have a party that's so sought after that there quite literally is a black market for tickets. Like, people (laughs) were, that wasn't an exaggeration. Like, people were really trying to, like, Mm -hmm. their way in. But the premise of that party kind of, unbeknownst to some of the people trying to get into it is that we are showcasing small brands. And I think it's really awesome that like it's not some major brand because there are huge brands at Expo. It's not some major brand that's like co-sponsoring whatever this party. It's like just a group of people who love startups. And that's the sought out party at Expo, which is a huge trade show that has huge brands. So shout out to just Startup CPG in general for bringing hype to small brands. Um, and having fun while doing it. So that just like felt that felt really good to have hype around something that means so much
0: to us. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was perfectly put. How about you, Monica? How was your alley Rally experience and Backpack Brands? What did you try? So, you know,
2: I, I regret when I, when I got to the Backpack Brands area, it was so packed. So I was like, oh, I'll come back later and try the things that I missed. And then I never got a chance to. So I wanted to try Say So Cocktails. I was a big fan of their product when they were part of the startup CPG Pitch Box, like back in 2020, when we couldn't have Expo. And and I just thought that was such an interesting concept and, and I loved it when I tried it at home. So I regret not getting a chance to try it at, at Alley Rally. Um, my favorite brand there, which was my favorite brand before Alley Rally, although I don't have favorites, I don't play favorites, they're all my favorites. But I should say I'm a big fan um, of everybody, but shout out to Funky Mellow. Yeah. I love what they're doing with their, the vegan marshmallow cream. Um, They were sampling little ramekins of their vanilla there, but they have a whole lineup of flavors on their website. I've been routinely ordering all of them. Um, Jesse, you're the one who gave me the idea to eat them with (laughs) my beloved chubby snacks. So um, I've been eating a lot of fluffernutter style sandwiches with the funky mellow cream and they're just, Delisa and Zach are just delightful people and um, just always, always great To see them and and any entrepreneurs that are just so working so hard and and just such kind people, just killing it. Yes. Yeah. I want to
3: add about them how awesome they are because (laughs) they had a funny little story. And I feel like a lot of founders will resonate with this where their samples might not have arrived on time. There was like a chance that they were going to be a day late. And so instead, they drove from Austin to LA for the show because they were worried that the samples wouldn't come in time. And like, I, I mean, that is that is a heck of a drive with mm-hmm. a lot of samples and just their sheer dedication. And they weren't complaining at all. They were like, oh, yeah, we made it fun. We had a great time on this road trip. And I was like, are you not dying of exhaustion? Yeah, so I think like their overall attitude is amazing. But also that's such a classic founder story of like, oh, the samples might not have arrived. So we had to just trek halfway across the country.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and they they recorded like a really delightful little recap of each day of their mm-hmm. journey to get to Expo, and yeah, it just looked like a lot of fun. They were really making the most out of it. Yes, yeah, and
0: I yeah I love their products so much. I topped my chai oat muffins with their chai marshmallow cream this morning, and that was a killer combo. Let me tell you. So I love that they were um they were backpack brand, and then I also wanted to make sure to mention um Papa Deluxe, who we've done a mini sode with on the show. Um, with their like very, very crunchy mushroom, uh, like chips that are incredible. And then Forage, another, um, uh, you know, functional mushroom project product that we've had on the show as well with Parker. Um, and they were backpack brand as well. So it was just so fun to get to see like Jonas so these little brands get exposure at this and have so much demand. Like that area was so packed. Like I... It, it was like hard to get back there because there was p- so much excitement, which was, was just really awesome to see.
2: One cool thing about Forage at Alley Rally is that they're known for the granola. But Parker was sampling kind of an early taste of some forthcoming bars that are formulated with with mushrooms and they were really tasty. So I'm excited uh, what, what he has in the pipeline. I'm glad that we got a, a sneak peek of that at Alley Rally. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think all the founders like I wish again we could like feature everyone but all the founders are like amazing. They are like so thoughtful and they all record this like funny video dancing with their product and you know nobody like hesitated so i just want to say i appreciate you all any other final parting thoughts on the show before we wrap up from everybody um not about this show but as monica said like we uh were sold out for so every expo either west or east we always do our party on a thursday so save the date every time we have an expo it's on Thursday, uh, we are ready. We are going to launch soon the mic drop for Expo East. We also have backpack brands there, so if you want to have a booth for the Expo East next year, um, keep an eye on our emails or Slack because we always announce everything there. And yeah, for next year, even mic drop, I would recommend to buy the tickets early because it's it's just cool to see that like we are so uh, getting sold out. So. Yeah. That's my final thoughts. Love it.
3: Wanted to also add that being at Expo reminded me how important the shelfies are. We did see, I I wrote a newsletter piece actually on Tiny Sprouts who won best kids product as Patty said earlier in this. Um, And they had a booth this year and they had their little shelfies trophy on display and just like seeing their growth was really important um, and really exciting for us. So If you're a small brand listening to this and you want an opportunity to like show face at expos in the future or just get features before the next expo, uh, I would consider applying to the shelfies. It was also really fun to come home to we've started to receive samples for our new health and beauty category. And so I came home to a few different boxes that we're going to be judging uh, the samples of. And so I was very relieved that it wasn't more food because <laughs> I also came home with a lot of food and beverage samples. But now we're really thrilled to add um, those health and beauty products to this year's shelfies and also try some more new, exciting products. So if you were not an expo and we didn't get to try our products, definitely consider applying to the
1: shelfies. And yeah, that's my little addition.
3: <laughs> Perfect.
1: I have one more jenna did two amazing emails that we sent during the expo was like expo s recap one and two uh so she interviewed a few founders that was the first time having the booth uh and it was like so good there are so many amazing information so i just want to say thank you jenna because i know expo is already a lot and then on top of that like we still send like real-time emails. So shout out for you, Jenna. Oh,
2: thank you. And I'll go ahead and throw in my final thoughts. Um, I think all three of you are amazing and what you do for this community is just astounding and and really, I really appreciate all of that. Um, And I just wanted to add that Expo, I think what made it so special, you know, just to reiterate, it's the people. Like this, the CBG industry has, especially the, the natural, organic, functional specialty set, just the kindest and most passionate, inspiring people um, that I've ever known. And uh, it's just it's so thrilling to be around all of that energy and passion. And um, I'm just really excited to run it back in Philly. Awesome. That is the perfect note to end on. And I will also link in the show
0: notes to everyone's uh, LinkedIn. Jenna has an amazing magazine edition that's coming out soon. So watch for that catch Monica at Food Business News and Food Entrepreneur. And if you haven't listened to our Full episode with Monica about working with the press. Check that out. And then Patty is in our Slack and already starting to organize next year's event. So you know we're we're all here cheering on brands. And thank you all for for you know doing a recap with me. I really appreciate it. And this was a lot of fun. And yeah, can't wait for for Expo East. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation. And I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions. Or if you just want to say hi at podcast at StartupCPG.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, we'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at StartupCPG.com and find all our other awesome resources there, like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our Startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.